Hello, divers. Welcome to another animated edition of Mysteries of the Deep. This week, we'll dive into the story of a beloved cartoon character created by the legendary Walt Disney himself. The character was a little scamp with big ears and starred in hundreds of animated films. And it ain't Mickey. Mysteries of the Deep presents Whatever Happened to Oswald the Lucky Rabbit? <laughs> This year marks the 100th anniversary of the Walt Disney Company. Today, it's known mostly for its sprawling theme parks, legendary characters, and being hated by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. But, like all big things, it came from something small. As Walt himself said, During the last few years, we've ventured into a lot of different fields. and We've had the opportunity to meet and work with a lot of wonderful people. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that it was all started by a mouse. Except, it really wasn't. In July of 1923, a young man named Walter Elias Disney moved from Kansas City, Missouri to the bright lights of Hollywood, California. Walt had been a cartoonist, but he had aspirations of becoming a movie director. He wanted to make a live-action version of Alice in Wonderland. No one was interested. However, thousands of miles east, a New York company offered Walt a chance to do the next best thing. Create a series of short films loosely based on the Alice character. The first of what were called the Alice comedies debuted on cinema screens in October of 1923. It was a masterful blend of live action and animation. In the films, a young girl, originally played by five-year-old Virginia Davis, enters a fantasy world of animated characters who welcome her to Cartoonland. The hook for audiences was seeing a live character interacting with animated cartoons. After five years and 57 films, the Alice comedies were retired. Walt was ready to move on to other things. He had a vision. A vision of creating a character that had true personality. One that seemed almost alive with energy. As Walt put it, peppy, alert, saucy, and venturesome. In other words, more than just a drawing. That character would become Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. Why a rabbit? Well, at the time, the most famous animal cartoon character was a cat, a cat named Felix. Wonderful, wonderful cat. Whenever he gets in a fix, he reaches into his bag of tricks. Felix the cat, the wonderful, wonderful cat. You laugh so much, your sides will ache, your heart will go fit a bad watch. And Felix the wonderful cat. Felix the cat was created in 1919. He was a black cat who walked upright, had big eyes, and an even bigger smile. In a time where there was no social media, no television, not even broadcast radio, 
Felix was a national sensation. He was the first such cartoon character to achieve that status. There were Felix clocks, dolls, plush toys, candies, you name it. Felix the Cat was so popular that Walt Disney was told by his financial backers to add a new character to his Alice comedies, a cat named Julius, which looked suspiciously close to Felix. So for Walt, creating another cat character was out of the question. He needed something else. Now, before you start saying, well, what about Bugs Bunny? Well, you should know that everyone's favorite wascally wabbit wasn't created until 1938, a full decade later. Now, to further differentiate his Oswald cartoons from the rest of the pack, Walt Disney tried to stay away from the usual cartoon tropes. He used camera angles taken from live-action films and studied the mannerisms of then-current silent film comedians like Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd. Oswald was going to become a fully realized character. Around this time, Universal Pictures was looking to get back into the animation business. Charles Mintz, the head of the studio producing the Alice comedies, made a deal to sell content to Universal. Oswald would become Universal's first animated cartoon star. Walt Disney was tasked with producing 26 Oswald the Lucky Rabbit cartoons. Finally, Walt was able to create an original character and infuse it with all the energy and personality he wanted. The original Oswald cartoons were a huge success, and Universal wanted more. They renewed the contract for three more years. It looked like things were going really well for Walt and his studio, but looks can be deceiving. Studio boss Mintz was working behind Disney's back, hiring away his team of animators. To make matters worse, Mintz told Walt he had to take a 20% pay cut if he wanted to stay with the studio. Well, Walt Disney quit. He would no longer be making any more Oswald cartoons. On the train ride home after leaving his job, Walt decided to create a new character, one where he would retain the rights. In 1928, that new character made his debut. You may have heard of him. Walt Disney's Mickey Mouse would quickly surpass Oswald the Lucky Rabbit in popularity and become one of the most recognizable fictional characters in human history, right next to Superman, Darth Vader, and Homer Simpson. So that meant the end of Oswald and his adventures, right? Not exactly. Charles Mintz and his poached animators continued to produce Oswald cartoons for a short while after Disney left. But the powers that be at Universal weren't happy with the results. So they took over production of the cartoons themselves. The new custodian of Oswald the Lucky Rabbit was an up-and-coming young animator named Walter Lance. He continued creating Oswald cartoons for the next five years until both he and audiences grew tired of the character. 
Lance would later try to create an original character that would resonate with audiences. After a few misfires, he came up with something unique and colorful, a character that is still alive and pecking to this very day. Not as iconic as Mickey Mouse, Woody Woodpecker would become a major hit for Universal, spawning many cartoons, TV shows, movies, and merchandise. In 1990, Woody Woodpecker got his star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit would continue to make appearances in cartoons until, in 1951, he took his final bow, making a cameo in of all things, a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit continued to fade into obscurity. His only appearances were in comic books published by Dell Comics. Even then, the character was unrecognizable from his early days. Oswald's luck finally ran out on November 22, 1963. After the assassination of President John F. Kennedy, Putting the name Oswald on anything as frivolous as a comic book seemed in poor taste, for obvious reasons. Oswald seemed destined to join the ranks of forgotten cartoon characters like Bosco, Dinky Doodle, and Coco the Clown, and I am not making those up. For decades, Oswald remained in limbo, overlooked, ignored, and consigned to oblivion but not unwanted, not to Walt Disney's family. To them, Oswald was a major part of Walt's legacy, the precursor to its iconic mascot, Mickey Mouse. The Disney family had an ally in Disney CEO Bob Iger. There had to be a way for them to get back the rights to Oswald. But if they let their interest be known, Universal would ask for a hefty sum in return. There had to be another way. As it turned out, Oswald, the lucky rabbit, had a little bit of luck left in him. And it came in the most unlikeliest of ways. Monday Night Football. Tonight, a battle for the ages. NBC versus ESPN for the rights to air National Football League games on Monday night. No, you didn't just accidentally switch to a different podcast. This is just where the story gets weird. In 2006, cable sports network ESPN acquired the broadcast rights to Monday Night Football, a real coup for the channel. However, they lost the rights to air Sunday Night Football to rival network NBC. This began a tug of war over, of all things, who would sit in the broadcast booth and call the games? NBC wanted legendary sportscaster Al Michaels, but ESPN had him under contract. Michaels wanted to move to NBC, but was stuck at ESPN. So the then president of ESPN, which is owned by Disney, called company CEO Bob Iger, 
and asked him if there was any way they would let Al Michaels out of his contract to go to NBC, which is part of Universal. Iger said, I want Oswald the Lucky Rabbit back. Now, the president of ESPN had no idea what Bob Iger was talking about. He had never heard of Oswald. But it got the wheels turning. In less than a week, the deal was approved, marking the first time that a football announcer was traded for a cartoon bunny. I think. 80 years after Walt Disney created the plucky critter, Oswald finally came home. Since then, the rabbit has been slowly making his way back into the public consciousness. He first reappeared in the popular video game Epic Mickey in 2006, then began the push into merchandise with DVDs of his early adventures, shirts, pins, Oswald ears, and even now, making live appearances at Disneyland in California. And finally, on December 1st, 2022, Oswald returned to his roots, starring in a brand new, hand-drawn, black-and-white, silent cartoon simply titled Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit. Not bad for a near-century-old hare just trying to make his way in the world. Thanks for listening. If this is the first time you've heard this podcast, check out our past episodes and subscribe so you don't miss a single one. And we want to hear from you. Drop us a line at the deep dive podcast at gmail.com or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter feeds. You can find links to those on our Linktree site, the Deep Dive Podcast by Automaton. And don't forget to check out our official website, thedeepdivepodcast.com. All clips used in this podcast are meant for educational purposes only and not to infringe on existing copyrights. Mysteries of the Deep is a production of Automaton Studios.